As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And today is just a fun bonus episode for the week, or I should say for the weekend, if you are listening to this on Sunday, the day this is released. Over the recent weeks, I've been in some interesting reflection and thought especially because we are getting towards the end of the year and it's something that I like to do just to be as introspective and mindful as possible. And in thinking of some of these thoughts, I realized that per usual, it could be helpful to some of you, especially if you are a few years younger than me and you kind of listen to this podcast as Um, I guess you could say like getting advice from an older sister or older sibling vibe. I know some of you guys do say that to me, so I really do appreciate that and hope that this podcast continues to serve as a valuable tool and resource for you. But I figured I would just go through the jotted bullet notes I have in terms of what I've learned and a little bit of my thoughts on why I have put that on this list. And hopefully this could also bring some thoughts for you and maybe you can think about if that's applicable in your life or maybe that's something that really resonates with something that happened during this year or could be in the future. So with that being said, the first bullet note I have is around the idea that you know the best path for yourself. And I did also add a note that it's okay to not listen to a parent or listen to both of your parents, whichever that may be. And the reason why this is number one on my list is because I have had a really deep reflection on where I have gone with my life over the past 25 years, but especially over the past few years from 
Orange County, California to Los Angeles and then to New York City, which I moved to last year, so in 2021. And... A lot of these decisions, if not all of them, actually, now that I think of it, um, were made in disagreement or just the fact that, like, I had a parent or still have that parent that disagrees with my approach. And this parent probably listens to this podcast now, which is really annoying because you guys who listen, you guys are probably either in your late teens or early mid-20s like I am. And uh, this is just not suited for parents to listen to, you know, this is really um, more for people that just are aligned with the way I think and the ups and downs that uh, we might have in similarity. But all that is to say, you know, just reflecting on the journey, each time I really knew that this is the direction I want to go in. And there will be ups and downs and there will be times maybe it wasn't like the best choice for me. I got lucky in terms of uh, the physical move when I moved to Los Angeles from Orange County. You know, I remember looking back thinking, damn, like I wish I did this a year earlier or I wish I did this sooner. Uh, But at the same time, the timing probably wouldn't have been the same because if I moved a year earlier, I would have had the pandemic experience in Los Angeles. But I did move to LA mid-2020, so I, you know, was still there during the pandemic, but um, nonetheless, I remember that decision and thought process really happened in, like, a three-week span. I decided it very quickly, and I just knew in my gut that this was the direction for me to go in, and I had a parent that was very, very against this decision, even tried to have my older brother talk me out of it and my brother actually um who told me this he kind of was like you know no let her live her life you know and um same thing with New York I didn't have as much opposition going to New York City but I just think again a lot of the decisions I've made in my career as well you know we can dive into that on another episode but just every small and big decision I've made in my life was through my own confidence and assurance that this is the direction I want to go in, I feel the most aligned with. That's even with, um, you know, the the people I associate with, the relationships I pursue, the relationships I stay in um, from past to current. All of it, I made that decision on my own and I did have to kind of face a lot of opposition throughout that time. But looking back now, I can say with certainty that each time I made the right decision for myself because I know myself the best and I just want to share with you guys and reiterate that because you also know yourself the best as well and there will be people especially when it comes to family and again this is probably uh, it really depends on your family dynamic but I will say this is very common in immigrant families so if your parents are immigrants and you are a child of immigrants this is probably a very common one I mean if you go on reddit you can find all of the threads of people who are child of immigrants who share very very similar common themes so it's very cool to see that people build a community out of this and can have that dialogue but I just really want to reiterate that because if you are experiencing any kind of opposition in or maybe kind of like struggle because you want to do something but your parents keep trying to tell you not to and all that kind of stuff and it's it's really hard to break that mold 
my honest advice is to really trust yourself and know that this is your life at the end of the day and you can only you can only learn from your own decisions and your own mistakes and if you end up living life and making decisions based on what other people advise you to do and especially when you don't agree with it eventually you're going to resent them and I know Gary Vaynerchuk he says this a lot as well and I couldn't agree more with it and, and he gets it as well and and I think that's a big theme. A second reflection and lesson I've had is taking it one step and one day at a time. Uh, this is especially in relationships, but also I would say in most parts of life. Now, this is coming from someone that has a tendency to plan ahead and look ahead very often. So maybe if you are someone that is already a very go-with-the-flow person, this might not be as needed for you to ponder on. In fact, maybe the opposite is more needed to kind of consider at what times in life you do need to have a better plan or potential plan. But for me, I've been really trying to find the sweet spot of both because my mind tends to, to think in a planning way, in a business way, in like a, okay what does your schedule look like a month from now, two months from now, that kind of thing. And it's funny because I, as someone that I look up to, his name is Naval, he talks about how he likes to go with the flow a lot and he tries his best to. Now, it might be an easier position for him because he's made the money he's had now, so he doesn't really have to worry about that part of life. But I do see that common theme of of being able to enjoy the present and to be able to take things one day at a time and my weakness probably comes in like relationships because my my business future planning thinking brain uh, doesn't turn off there and so that's something that I've had to learn so this is especially for my somewhat type a people if you do have a little bit more of a goal-oriented vision you have to learn perhaps to turn that off when it comes to human dynamics because there are more variables there. And I actually learned this especially from a guy I was talking to. He's I think like 63 and this was at a work client event that I had and he's from Venezuela. He came over when he was in his late 20s and he met his partner. Um, he's actually also gay and I think that was even more intriguing because he's an immigrant and he came to New York. He knew no one. He barely spoke English. And then his partner is actually like American, like not, not from the same heritage or anything. So I found it very interesting to hear his whole love backstory. And he's been with his partner now for over 30 years. Um, but when I was picking his brain about his perspective on love and relationships, he told me the number one thing is taking it one step at a time and one day at a time and the reason being is because he even said to himself that if you asked him a long time ago when he was you know maybe a few years into the relationship if he thought that he'd still be with his partner today he would say I don't know like probably not you know like he didn't he didn't mean that where he had doubts about the relationship but he didn't he wasn't like thinking that far like oh I'm gonna be with this person 10 years from now, I'm going to be with this person 20 years from now, or I'm going to be with this person five years from now. He was 
really just taking it one day at a time and and you know what's unique too is he was really open enough to tell me that they went through a period I think it was like six or eight months of not being together and it was because his partner um, ended up I think having an affair or pursuing someone else and this guy uh, he told me you know I asked him like how did he kind of overcome that for himself mentally and he said well obviously that was a big hurdle to overcome but his thought process was also like if he's gonna go and be with that partner then this guy was not for me in the first place you know but then this guy came back and then I guess they resolved it and and now they're together which I find very admirable because I think that's very difficult I think it is probably slightly easier to walk in that situation because you know I think most of the time people say like you should walk away when something like that happens but I think that's what's amazing about relationships and human dynamics as a whole is that unlike business or economics it's a lot less black and white in fact there is very much no black and white answer to human dynamics it is all in the gray and very situational And I think that's where a lot of the instincts come in and learning from other people who have had similar experiences and observing what they've done and kind of taking that into account. But one thing from that as well, he mentioned if if his partner left him for another person and, you know, left him for good and, and they didn't return together, he said, that wasn't my partner. Like, that wasn't my lifelong partner in the first place. And it's very interesting because a close friend of mine um, who listens to this regularly, her and I talked about this before. I, I asked her recently, you know, do you get nervous or jealous about like other people in the picture, that kind of thing? And she gave me a very interesting answer. And it's, it's also intriguing too, because she's actually never been in a relationship before. Yet I probably would say that she's one of my most secure friends. Like she she's very like a... Uh, doesn't like like read into it too much like doesn't have like I would say like too rigid of rules but my opinion I just think she hasn't really met a high quality guy that could suit her yet um because she is a great person and, and a really high value girl but she mentioned to me a very similar concept which is that if her guy ended up leaving her for someone else or someone else uh got in the way of their relationship then that guy was not really like her lifelong partner anyways uh, to begin with. And I found that really intriguing because what that is really saying is no matter what happens, you know, if, if there's an external force that can pull that partner away from you, then that was always out of your control in the first place. Like there was nothing you could do to really like prevent that from happening if that person was very aligned with you and I found it impressive that I pretty much heard that same concept from the older guy the 63 year old uh, Venezuelan who who I had a conversation with at a work event and my friend who um, just has that mindset which I said I find her very secure like she doesn't really get anxious about other people coming into the picture but also doesn't seem to be competitive about it either and I think that's so healthy because I have heard and talked to other girlfriends who can get a little bit like who's that girl type of vibe and and my friend is very like doesn't doesn't think that far into it and I and that's something for me I've taken from her in a good way 
All right, so another one I have here is around instincts. And I wrote down that your instincts do probably know better, no matter what your logic is saying. So once again, this is coming from someone that typically tries to make logical decisions or typically leans on logic for making decisions. And I think for the most part, it works just fine in business and when you're talking about numbers. But once again, when it comes to human dynamics, whether it is professional relationships or personal ones, the instincts do know best. And this is actually something that two people I've heard say, well, Steve Jobs is one of them, but also an older friend of mine, he's probably 39, almost 40. He um, he has two kids and, and it's great to talk to him because he's kind of like, in a way, an older brother to me and we'll talk and sometimes, and one time I had asked him, what's one thing you would share with your younger self in your 20s? And he said that to me. His answer was, always trust your instinct. And I had him elaborate more on that. And basically, he just kind of said that, you know, if you think back to times where you listened to your instinct or you thought about your instinct, like majority of the time, if not all, it's it's usually always right. That is something I, I have to like think back to if there are times where my instinct was wrong. I honestly can't think of times right now. But with that being said, I, I, I know plenty of times in my past, like years ago, where my instinct stuck to doing something or wanting to do something that a lot of people was like, Emily, like that doesn't make sense, right? So like if it's my friends telling me, hey, that doesn't make sense, you should, you know, walk away, do whatever. Um, but inside, it didn't feel right to me. Those were the hardest times because in fact, my instinct ended up being right. But when there are so many people who are telling you from an objective lens that that's ideally not what you should do or like you should, you know, um, give up in that regard. Those were tough times uh, because it's like, it's it's such a dissonance, you know? It's like, okay, in my gut, it, this, is, this is, even though it makes zero sense on paper to everyone else, it makes zero sense. Even to the logic side of my brain, it makes zero sense. But the heart, whatever, the soul, it says something else. Um, I've experienced that before. But I can think about too, when it came to instincts about potential clients, I can think of this many times. It's just like this energy, you know, when you're talking to someone or when I think of like my prospect calls, when I'm having a conversation with someone about whether we can potentially work together and they become a client of my marketing agency, there have been times I look back when people were not a good fit I felt that and they probably felt that too. It's, it's a two-way street, you know. Um, we were just not a good fit to work together even if it wasn't about the cost um, or, or whatever that may be. It's just I don't think we were the same vibe and so even if I desperately wanted that client, in the end I look back and I'm like, yeah, we were never going to be a good fit anyways but there are clients, even including one of them, where I spoke to like a year and a half ago and we had a really great connection. And this was, again, just over the phone, like over through Zoom. And at the time, um, his business was just like kind of rebuilding, especially post-pandemic. And I just knew that one day 
we would reconnect and we'd be able to work together. And that day actually came a couple months ago. And so to me, I was like, that's funny because that was also an instinctive feeling. Like I knew, even though at the time it was a no then, I knew we were going to eventually work together because our vibe was very aligned. And he said the same thing. He felt the same way. And I didn't feel like it was a bullshit answer. And uh, lo and behold, like a year and a half later, he finally became a client and he was like ready to work with me and he really wanted to work with me. So that's what's interesting is if you can think about times where I would say this is in regards to especially times where it's dealing with human dynamics and variables and logically something doesn't make sense or like you know that logically it makes sense to no one else everyone thinks you're probably very emotional about it and, and and again sometimes you could be like sometimes that really can be the case and there are probably times you know when I was way younger that I was like probably very emotional about it and I was not as rational but my issue now is that I can be too rational about it and too analytical And when I just like slow down, breathe, and I pause, and I sit with just being present, I can feel how my, like, well, I can feel my gut. I can feel what it's really telling me. But my struggle is that my my rational brain is going like, but how like how does this make sense? You know, it's like trying to put up, put through an equation, and there is no equation to it. And this is the same thing when you think about friends and family. They will tell you from a logic and rational standpoint, okay? Because they have no emotion involved. So you always have to be aware of that when you are sharing things with friends and family, people that are close to you. If they are trying to kind of sway you to 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 do the logical thing, but you are going, mm, like, I, I know what you're saying, but that doesn't feel right to me. In those times, I personally stick to my instinct, but... With that being said, I often have to keep that instinct decision or instinctive feeling to myself to prevent further people opposing to what I'm saying and what I'm thinking. And and there are so many times too where uh, like really fabulous, uh, well-known people, Steve Jobs is someone I really look up to in, in the way he was a visionary. And he had the same instincts about, about, you know, dropping out of college at the time, even though that logically made no sense. And he was a really smart guy. And the same instincts about the creation of the company and all the ups and downs that had occurred at his company. But nonetheless, uh, that's something that he really touches on, which surprises me because he, he gives me more of a logical mind kind of guy. But he does say that you have to trust your gut, follow your heart, follow your intuition. And that's something that I've really adapted this year, especially in my own personal experiences and what I've noticed in in just like the way things have played out when I listened to my own instincts and not what other people were trying to objectively tell me. I ended up being right or ended up like the direction I was going in at least ended up being more accurate to what was meant for me. Uh, compared to listening to the rational mind. So something to keep in mind if you do ever struggle with uh, following your instinct versus listening to the logical side of your brain. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so two more lessons and reflections I have. This is a common theme that I talk about a lot, but I want to emphasize it, especially because this year I turned 25 and I am, you know, considered in my mid-20s. And as I progress in my career and I am surrounded by a lot of quote-unquote successful people and a lot of wealth here in New York City, It had me thinking, you know, like, like, like the direction I'm going in, right? Like, how am I doing? Like, how does it feel? Does it feel aligned with me? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Like, what could I be doing better, right? And one thing I have to say, um, you know, when it comes to who I am, and it's funny because, for example, on the Enneagram test, a lot of people who are, you know, familiar with it often think that I am a three. And funny enough, I'm actually an eight, wing seven, and I think I have some tendencies of a four as well, which makes a lot of sense. But it it makes sense to me because I am not driven by achievement or success, um, but I'm rather driven by freedom and the independence to choose whatever decision I want to choose and basically live life on my own terms like to me that is what I am driven by and I will add as a side note if you don't really understand what you're driven by learn to understand that okay you know especially if you're in college right now you're you're doing personal development in your early mid-20s learn to understand what really drives you what gets you going like you know again I have plenty of friends that are threes and are very driven by success and achievement and you know, 
buying a but being able to buy really nice goods and and nice vacations and look I love all those things too okay like I want to be very clear I do enjoy nice quality living um but at the same time I have to be honest I'm not driven by that like I'm not driven by being able to buy a Range Rover I'm not driven to be able to have a multi-million dollar home um, would I want those things? Like, sure. I, I, I think like if I have the means to do it in a comfortable way, I probably will. Maybe this comes from stoicism too. I know there's this uh, part in stoicism where it's just the fact that like the more you want something, um, it, it just like it just makes you feel like you don't have enough. And so over the past few years, I've been trying to ensure that I'm grounding myself to recognize I, what I have is, is actually enough. I don't need a lot of the things that I might want from a materialistic level. But with that being said, this lesson around investing in your relationships over everything. I mean, this year really solidified that for me just because I got to hone down more on some of the relationships I've been building over the past two years I think I I made a lot of new relationships and when I say relationships I mean like like friends okay so I I call all people that are in connection with me they are my personal relationships and there's of course like a romantic relationship but nonetheless I made a lot of new friends in 2020 and I really got to flourish them and, and allow them to grow more over the past two years And I even got to see, you know, a close friend of mine. She moved from LA to New York here earlier this year. And we just got to continue our friendship. And for me, I just, I reflect on all of that. And I go, you know, like I said, like I could have a a beautiful home. I could have all the money in the world. But what does that fucking mean without the support system, the right people to celebrate with you, the right person if we want to talk about romantic partner, right? So be really mindful if you are in a stage right now where you are working hours and you're prioritizing work. I think that is a very fair answer because especially in this age and especially if you have struggled with getting your career off the ground and you want to have something for yourself in the career department, Definitely do not neglect that. That's something I will add to. I don't neglect my career and I don't neglect what I want for myself from a personal vision standpoint, but I also definitely do not neglect my relationships, which I have heard from a lot of high performance people in their 40s tell me that that's something that they mistakenly did when they were kind of in the grind, right? Like eventually, you know, some of their relationships like people were having kids and people were getting married and they missed you know some weddings they missed certain crazy moments of of people's lives that they can't go back and redo and some of those relationships really went away you know like because they weren't watering as you know there's a client of mine they're a couples therapy company and And it's really fun because I get to hear all of these mindful tips and mindful ways of thinking about being a better partner and a better teammate in your relationship. And one thing they talk about is a plant is just like any relationship. You have to continue to water it. Some plants you need to water more during during certain seasons. And sometimes during certain seasons you have to, you can water a little bit less, but nonetheless, 
you have to continue to give it water and if you don't that plant will die and ideally you have to do it on a consistent basis right so sometimes that's every day sometimes that's once every couple of days sometimes that's once a week whatever that may be but do not neglect your relationships you guys they are so important and when you are having a tough time it's so nice to be able to have people or a person to have dialogue with, have a discussion with. And for me too, you know, I have a lot of close friends that are not actually in close proximity here in New York City. But even with that, I got to talk to them either over the phone, FaceTime, or sometimes I have friends that are super busy or in different time zones and we will at least audio message one another. I love audio messaging even though some people would be like, oh, I don't like listening to these long audio messages. But here's the thing. It's more personal, especially if you don't get to talk to people that much. I do enjoy hearing my friend's voice, even if it's for five, six minutes. Like my way of dealing with it, if I don't like listening to a long audio message, with which for me, I don't mind. But usually I would just like play it while I'm doing the dishes or I'll play it while I'm making my bed. You know what I mean? So I'm not like doing nothing when I'm listening, but it's kind of like me turning on a personal podcast, you know? So anyways, invest in your relationships. And if you don't really feel like you have a core group or core people that you can go to yet, go and put yourself out there and like meet new people. Quick tangent, but like I started getting back into hot yoga. It's my way of continuing my practice for mindful living. And on my first day at this hot yoga place, this girl and I, we were like drinking tea because this place, they have tea after, um, or you can drink it before too, but they just have it out and you can drink some. It's very good. And as I'm sitting after yoga and in the lobby, she just made conversation with me. She's like, oh, like, do you come here often? I said, well, you know, it's actually my first time, but I really enjoyed it. And I plan to come here consistently you know, probably Monday or Monday, Wednesday or every Wednesday, whatever that looks like. And so it sounds like she goes on similar days and she said, you know, hopefully she gets to see me next time. And even there, I was like, dope, like I just made a new friend and hopefully I get to see her as well. And, you know, like you got to just put yourself in environments that would enable you to connect with potential like-minded people. You know, someone that's going to a 7am yoga class like me probably values health or mindfulness in a similar way so find environments like that that could be optimal for you to make new friends and reminder like she came up to me and and I usually I like to go up to people but don't be afraid to go up to a person if you see someone um you know and just make conversation just be open be really warm and friendly and most of the time people are really receptive and um the worst case scenario is they're not and like whoop-dee-doo, right? And the world moves on. So um, always put yourself out there. You never know how incredible friendships can really come from that. Okay, last but not least, this is kind of just like a point-blank statement, but something that resonates with me from what I've learned this year or something I realized more of, and maybe it kind of ties into my earlier point about your instincts But you know that saying when people say, when you know, you know? That one for me really hit this year. Now, some people will say that about a partner. You know when you ask people who are married and you ask them, how did you know that was the person? And there's that common answer of, honestly, when you know, you know? Like, 
I would apply that like yes in romantic relationships but also in just like all parts of your life you know and what's interesting about that is there is no way to really really explain it and put it into words on the romantic side I remember I was sharing with a friend who I was I was telling her that the person you know I'm dating I've just never felt more cared for more loved etc etc and she kind of asked me like give me examples how why right and (laughs) you know it's it's funny I'm it's I look back at my older younger self and I, I think that I used to think I could put these into words you can rationalize it you can explain it and just like from observing older people you know people who have had successful relationship dynamics and and ones that can admit that they've had ups and downs and and how they navigate those ups and downs but one thing I'll say in that regard is it's just something that you can't explain okay It, it just clicks or it doesn't that's the same feeling I feel whenever I come back to New York City and for me it feels like home here and there will be people that will try to tell me all the logical reasons why I shouldn't live here or why I should never try to dream to live here long term. People will say, oh, it's too expensive. How do you raise a family here? Um, like, look at the HOA costs if you buy something. Like, all this crap that I get told from family members and from friends from my small hometown. And by the way, I, I do not blame them for thinking the way they do. You know why? Because... It's not people's fault for not having the experience or the wider lens to see beyond their own self or their own version of life, okay? So you can't go against and attack these people, but you just have to be really aware of how narrow their lens can be. And that goes for your personal vision, that goes for your love life, that goes for certain friends, that goes for career paths, like whatever that looks like, okay? It's just when you know, when something clicks, it just it just clicks. Um, what's something that just came to mind right now, I interviewed uh, Kaylin, who is um, also known as the Redhead Academic on Instagram and all of her social media platforms. And she mentioned this in our conversation about how when she was applying to grad school I believe or just like some somewhere in that process whatever that looked like something inside of her it was like clicking just the same way that uh, horseback riding or professional riding clicked for her in that in a former chapter the same click was happening when it came to applying to grad school and going down that path and she felt it but it's it's somewhat unexplainable you know and so whether you needed to hear that about your relationship or the career path that you're going down but no one wants to bet on you for it or the city that you want to move to or your overall personal vision which for me I would say oftentimes like I feel that the most when it comes to my personal vision like I I just I just know it and and I feel it deep inside and trust me when I say too that I practice a lot with trying to counter my beliefs so to speak with logic okay I try to like prove against myself too I try to like bring out all the reasons why I shouldn't do it or all the reasons why I shouldn't be with this person or shouldn't be friends with this person or shouldn't go down this career path I try to counter it too okay so I'm not like a woo-woo person that's all like oh it just feels right it's so magical I mean you know some of those things are, are true feelings but I do actually try to counter it with some logic and every time it still comes to the same conclusion like 
no matter how logical anyone tries to be with you or you try to be with yourself, your instinct, like something inside just knows and you have to trust that. And that for me is probably the biggest overall overarching lesson I learned in 2022 and something that I've had a bigger reflection on and I'm sure I'll have more to add to this um, as we get closer to the end of the year and as we come up into the new year but I just wanted to share some of these lessons with you guys and some of these thoughts as a fun bonus episode Um, maybe because this can spark some thoughts for you and spark some ideas as you think about your own life and your current path and as we wind down 2022 going into 2023 holy fucking shit because that means three years ago was the pandemic and yeah it's weird to think and weird to talk about but I'm just happy to be here I'm happy to be sitting here in my studio apartment in Manhattan New York it's it's sunny and I'm just very grateful to have this community to share with and really most importantly grateful that you guys enjoy what I have to share. You guys send me messages on Instagram all the time telling me that just the openness, the vulnerability has helped you in some way. And trust me when I say that means a lot because I do have a family member that tells me all the time that I should not share any of this stuff, that it means nothing to most of you guys or that it's like too open and too vulnerable. And um, as we know in today's society and culture, the openness and the dialogue is what helps us have a better understanding of one another and how we can improve uh, for ourselves, but also for the rest of the world. So I hope, as always, this was useful. And thank you again for listening. I will chat with you all in the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.